Hello everyone and welcome to Assurance in Action podcast. Today's podcast is dedicated to cosmetic industry and is part of our sustainable cosmetic series. This episode will be focusing on microplastic. For many years, there has been an increase in the consumption of plastic. And when it's not disposed properly, it breaks down into small particles that do not biodegrade. And as you must know, it's a major environmental issue. Every year, about 42,000 tons of microplastic are released in the environment. So in January 2019, the ESHA worked on a restriction for products containing microplastic. This restriction will be examined by the European Parliament this year. The proposal aims to ban microplastic in products such as cosmetic, detergent, fertilizer, and other. So according to ECA, the ban of microplastic will prevent the release of 500,000 tons of microplastic into the environment, and this over a 20-year period. So my name is Claire, and I'm accompanied today by Elodie. Hi, everyone. Thanks for this introduction, Claire. Claire and I are regulatory experts within Intertech Assurance Team. As mentioned, the main topic of this podcast will be the microplastic, and more precisely, we will focus on the upcoming regulation, the Microplastic Restriction Proposal, Annex 15. First of all, Claire, can you tell us what is a microplastic, please? Yes, sure. A microplastic is a material consisting of solid polymer containing particles to which additives or other substances may have been added and where then more 1% in weight of particles have all their dimension between 100 nanometers and 5 millimeters or for fiber the length is between 3 nanometers and 15 millimeters and length to diameter the have a ratio superior to 3. Okay, I see. Thank you. This is a right definition. Now, are there any exemptions, maybe, to this definition? Oh, yes, indeed. There are three exemptions. So the first one are natural polymers, which have not been chemically modified, as defined in the Article 340 of the REACH regulation. The second one uh, concerns also the biodegradable polymer. And finally, the third one is the polymer with water solubility superior to 2 grams per liter. So, if a polymer is biodegradable, it is not concerned by the microplastic definition. But what is really a biodegradable polymer? A biodegradable polymer is a polymer which can be decomposed naturally by microorganisms. Several methods exist to measure the percentage of biodegradability during a period and set up an acceptable limit. So the Annex 15 mentions some methods to refer to. Uh, the first method is the OECD 301 or 306. They are methods of readily biodegradable, uh, where we must reach 60% of biodegradability in 20 days. Then we have the OECD 301 and 306 modify that can be extended to 60 days. And finally, we have the OECD 302C of inherently biodegradability, where we must reach 70% of biodegradability in 40 days. Okay, I, I better understand. Thank you. Um, and what about the, the solubility in water? Can we measure the water solubility uh, for a polymer? Yes, we can. 
and they are test conditioned to follow. So we must have a temperature of 20 degrees Celsius, a pH of 7, and a concentration of 10 grams per liter. And the duration of the test is 24 hours. There are also methods that must be used is the OECD 120 or the OECD 105. And the substance must be analyzed under condition closest to their marketing in terms of shape, size, and surface area. And the test must be carried out under the condition closest to their marketing test. Very interesting. So if I summarize, we can now evaluate each product in order to know if they contain macroplastic. And according to the new restriction proposal in Annex 15, the product won't be allowed on the Euro market if it contains microplastics. I would like also to highlight a specific point mentioned in the restriction for cosmetics. A microplastic or a mixture containing a microplastic ingredient may be placed on the market if it meets those two conditions. If it is used on an industrial site in paragraph 4a, and if the physical properties of the microplastic are permanently modified during the end use, such that the polymers no longer fulfill the definition of a microplastic, it mentioned in paragraph 5b. I'm not sure to understand. Could you please give me some more details? It means that if the microplastic ingredient loses its microplastic criterion during the manufacturing process of the final product or during the end use, then the product containing a microplastic can be placed on the market. And is it that simple or something else must be done? Those two specific points called derogation are subject to reporting and or labeling obligations managed by the ECA. It will depend on the derogation and the user of the material, if it is, for example, the manufacturer, the distributor, or even the downstream user. And what are those reporting and labeling obligations? So the, the reporting is for uh, industrial downstream user using microplastics derogating from paragraph 4a but also for suppliers placing on the market a microplastic derogated from paragraph 5 for professional or consumer use. Each year, a detailed report has to be sent to ECA with some specific points, like a description of the uses of microplastic in the previous calendar years, and for each uses, um, they need information about the polymer identity and also um, an estimate of the quantity of microplastic released to the environment. Regarding the labeling, it is for suppliers of a substance or mixture containing a microplastic derogated from paragraph 4a, 4b, 4d, 4e, and even 5. The aim of the labeling is to provide any relevant instruction for use to avoid releases of microplastic to the environment. The instructions must be clearly visible, legible, and delivered and in the official language of the member state where the substance or mixture is placed on the market. The use of pictogram is also possible. 
And do you know when this restriction will be published? The publication is expected by the end of 2022. Ah, okay, so that's really soon. And so, as you have understood it, this restriction will have a huge impact on cosmetics. So it's really important to anticipate it and assess the impact. Not all raw materials containing polymer are microplastic, but it's really important to evaluate through the microplastic definition. Solutions exist to help you with the new coming regulation, so I invite you to contact us if you need support. And thank you, Elodie, for this great conversation about microplastic in cosmetic products. And thank you to all of you for listening to us. Thanks for listening. Bye.